Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Hey, everybody, this is Jerry from Beyond the Rut, and you're joining us on a weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. And with me today is our host, Brandon Cunningham. Brandon, how are you? Um, about as awesome as you could be. Awesome. That's <laughs> that's all we're asking for. <laughs> Great. So uh, I guess first off, how did the Does trip Does anybody go? ever start with the third place? No. Because it's always first off. First off. Third off, uh, there were three of them. Now you got to come back next week to hear the first two. <laughs> We got to remember next week to come back <laughs> yeah, to the first two, whatever the first they are. <laughs> so. we, we had a blast. The, the <laughs> trip was a trip of a lifetime, Maddie said. And so we had a whole lot of fun. Get away and just, uh, I can say that if you ever get the opportunity to drive from Colorado Springs across the panhandle of Oklahoma to Oklahoma City, don't fly. Because it is about <laughs> as boring and slow and flat as you're ever going to see in your lifetime. So, But if you hadn't gone, you would not have been able to sing Adele. Someone Like You, and then what was the song you all sang? Uh, we titled it in episode 39, I believe, or 38. Pocket Full of Sunshine. Pocket Full of Sunshine. Why, why don't you give us a rendition of that? I want to hear that. Probably one of the least favorite songs <laughs> in the world right now because <laughs> for you, I, at I least, don't know how right? many times we sang it. but And then for some reason, I thought Adele had like maybe 10 songs. Adele apparently has like 7,000 songs because yes. we heard them all. We just played three or four of them out <laughs> until they were no longer <laughs> fun yeah. listening to. And and we would go through some of these songs and say, you know, there's the one that's really popular. I think it's called Hello or From the Other Side or something. Jacob's listening to that. My son, Jacob. If you really pay attention to the words, it's it's kind of stalkerish because at one point she says, I must have called you a thousand times. Don't mm. call people a thousand times. They yeah. don't want to talk to you if you've called them that many times. Wait, is this the Adele song? Hello? Yeah. Okay. Well, someone like you is also kind of stalkerish. You know, yeah. I, I heard you've moved on that you've right. got someone else. I, you know, I'm sorry. I came unannounced. There's, it, there's a lot of songs that are fairly popular. Uh, I don't know if you call them pop or just the, the current kind of top 20, top 30, whatever it is that, that we would break down and just laugh about because, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of a violent song or that that's really kind oh, of yeah. sad. Makes you sound really stupid that you did all these things. But we so, had a whole lot of fun. I highly recommend people get out of the rut, go listen to that podcast and and take a trip, go somewhere, do something. It doesn't have to be 2,500 miles like what we did, but just go do some stuff. We just had a blast. Awesome. So we didn't want to make this episode another episode about your vacation <laughs> and get pissed off at you. So uh, what we really wanted to talk about today is something that's been on my mind a lot because, uh, you know, I hit 40 this year. And wow, you're old. Yeah, I know. You're older. So I'll get um, you a card. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining my club, Jerry, the 40 something club. But yeah, I, I think about, I don't feel old yet. I feel a sense of urgency in my own life. So this is, I guess, what folks would refer to as a midlife crisis, except I'm not leaving my wife or a younger you know, woman. I'm not going off to buy a sports car. Uh, I have a different kind of sense of urgency in my life. And and it's when I look at my life plan, it's when I think about the things I haven't done yet. It's like, oh my goodness, my kids think I'm old. 
And there are things that I still wanted to do when I was still young. I, I don't feel old, but I see that, you know, let's say I lived at 80. I'm at the halfway point. Yep. And, you know, there, there are things I want to do while I can still walk. <laughs> you know, like, on your own. <laughs> on my own. Exactly. I don't want to be in a wheelchair being brought to these things. Finally, I want to be able to walk yeah. of my own free will. And so the thing on my heart has the magic number has been five years. I don't know why. I hope that's not all I have left, but they're just conversations Liv and I have had about finances, conversations about things we want to do with our lives. All that has kind of boiled down to what do I need to get done in the next five years? So that's that, a great place to start. Yeah. Is, is talk to your uh, either significant other or friend or mentor or something and say, you know, this is where I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe, you, may, you know, maybe you live to be a hundred and you're not even close to there yet, but uh, talk to somebody and say, but I want the next five years to matter. Yeah. I don't want to get to 45 and think I still haven't really accomplished the things I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll give a little bit more background of where this is coming from just for the sense of, you know, vulnerability to the audience for, for you listening. Uh, so Liv and I've had a lot of discussions around finances. We're on the same page of about a lot of things. We're different on some key things and it's our view of saving. Right. So, um, to her saving is, uh, she doesn't listen to the show, so I'm kind of safe until somebody <laughs> who is a friend of ours Come gives on, her the Liv, link her and show. then says, well, watch this be, this will be the one where she does actually listen. Yeah. I'm like, ah, dang it for real. <laughs> and so when it comes to savings, it's really weird. It's, it's a mindset thing. And uh, I was using our philosophy of our show to kind of get through to help her see her point of view and, and just how kind of weird it is. But then I realized it's not so weird yet. It's, it's a mindset that needs to be addressed, not just in our family, but probably in many families out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're looking to buy a car. She wants one now. And I've been saying for years, whatever a car payment would be, let's set that aside as if we were paying a car payment. And then after a year or two or three, we have the cash to go buy a car. And since we have cash, we don't have to pay the sticker price. Right. We can, we can negotiate, negotiate. that down, pay it in cash, and we drive off with a car. And then we just start the cycle over again. Whatever the car payment would have been, set it aside. And, and it's, you know, the savings of like, Three to six thousand dollars over the course of a note, you know that's that's money we could set aside to other things too. So, Which is also why we did a podcast on finances. So go back and listen to that one too, because yeah. that will help you out and a lot. I'll put the link for that in the show notes. So yeah, we had this discussion around there, and and the idea of putting money aside to savings to me makes sense because you know let's say something else comes up and you need that money for something else, you have the money. Whereas if you tie it up in a car payment. You don't have the money, but you're the practical saver and she's the impulsive. Buyer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so she, I kid you not said this to me. I don't think we're getting anything out of setting money aside every month. So when we put money aside, I feel like we're just throwing it away. And I just stopped. I thought, Oh wow. And I'll tell you why that is. It's because there's no satisfaction in putting money into a savings account there's no immediate gratification there. And yeah. what she's thinking is six months down the road, something's going to come up and that money's going to go to that. Yes. If you go get a car loan, you've got to make that payment every month, no matter what happens. But yes. if the hot water heater blows up, you're going to go to the savings, not, you know, say, exactly. well, we'll just figure it out later. And and the crazy thing is that the times we have saved, we've done both, you know, this and this. Right. And the times we've tied our money up into, into a payment of some kind, 
we're stuck. We can't do the things we thought we could, but we had that instant gratification at that moment to get that thing. Yep. And then we're stuck with a year to five years of regret. Like, why did we get that thing? You know, why can't we afford to do this stuff? And so that's what started all this. And that's really a beyond the rut kind of topic is how do you get beyond that rut of, no, I've got to buy it or I've got to get a loan for yeah. it or I've got to save for it. It's all different ruts. Which one's a good rut? There are good ruts out there. Oh yeah. And I don't know why, but I started thinking to myself, I need to make my point clear as day because there's something in how I'm communicating that isn't helping. It isn't it, like it's, it's causing her walls to go up, her defenses to go up. And, and so it's not pressuring her, like forcing her to think my way. It's how do I help her see the flaw? I don't want to say flaws. Just, <laughs> people are going to be writing into the show. Yeah. Finally, we're going to have some yeah. people write in some hate mail. Great. She's wrong. I'm uh, right. There you go. Right. About so that. I, I don't want it to come off that way, but um, like it's, it's sound advice. It's the advice that like Suze Ormond puts out there, Dave Ramsey. And, but and, couldn't you say that's your opinion? Yeah. And, and so, or my strategy and her strategy is different. Yeah. So and, how does this fit into the five year thing? Yeah. I, I don't know where if the five years came from. It's just, I think because if I stay in my current company, my student loans will be free and clear in five years. And that frees up about $400 a month. Wow. And so I think that's where the five years started for me was this <laughs> whole process. And, and I'm thinking, I know it's going to happen. We're going to have this windfall of $400 a month, which obviously should start going towards retirement. It should start making up for lost time because I am 40 now and I will be 45 at this point. Yep. I'll be 15 years from retirement or 20 years from retirement and we don't have the retirement savings that we need to get there. And so obviously that needs to be set aside for investing, for building wealth. We're already doing without that money. We need to keep pretending we don't have that money, but yep. put it to good use. And so I've, I was just thinking, I've got five years to do a proof of concept to show this will work. And it, it was just weird. All of a sudden that shifted in my mind from, I've got five years to teach my family what to do with that extra $400 a month when it frees up to Jerry, you only have five years left to live. What do you do? <laughs> and I was like, oh, what the heck do I do? And what will I do with my life? And it started like putting things into focus. Like, um, so five years from now, Let's say that that income is no longer there. Let's say you're no longer there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'll be gone in five years. Yep. As so, far as we know, Jerry's not sick. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. To it, but. So I, I'm a good health as far as I know. And mm. gosh, I feel like I need to go to a doctor as soon as we're done here, just to be <laughs> sure. Uh, but in any case, I, it, it just, it flipped a switch in my mind and it was like, Jerry, you got five years to live. What do you do with that time to prepare your family to go beyond those five years without you? And so that was the next piece of that. And, so I started thinking, well, obviously I got to put some sound principles into my family's finances. You know, I got to get my son ready to go on his own in four years. I've got to get my daughter ready to go on her own in six years. Um, I believe Jacob's going to be a sophomore though. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not so good years. with math. Three years. I got three years, man. <laughs> Only because okay. Maddie is. So I'm like, wait, you got yeah. three years, buddy. Same grade, same grade. <laughs> um, but he's a year younger. So that threw me yeah. off. I was like four years till he's 18. Uh, and so, yeah, I've got, you know, the, the clock is ticking. I've got three years to get Jacob ready to live on his own. You know, and I know a lot of people are staying in past into their 20s, but mm -hmm. he's going to be prepared. <laughs> I think a lot of people listening to think that same way. It's like, I've got time. And yeah. I think what you're saying is you really don't have you don't. that much time. And, and if you do, great. But if you don't, mm -hmm. 
it's better to live like you don't because then you're going to make decisions faster and you're going to quit wasting time. Exactly. And so, um, so it was like, you got five years to fix stuff. What are the priority things to do? What do you have to get into place? What do you have to automate? What do you have to stop spending money on? All that's been going through my head the last two to three weeks. And then on top of that, it, it went up the next step. Okay. You only got five years left. What do you, it's not all about money. Like your whole life is not about just making money for your family and making sure they're okay. That's part of your responsibility as a family man. What else do you do with that time? What are the things you want to do for you before you go? What are the things you want to do for other people before you go? And and that's when my bucket list kind of came up. So what and decisions have you made about that? So in the last two weeks, I, I realized one of the things on my bucket list that I want to do is that uh, solo hike. And, and ultimately the thing on my bucket list is the through hike, the Appalachian trail. Right. So that that's there. Uh, and of course to pull that off, I got a plan for about, depending on how I do it, 56 days. If I go for a speed record, yeah. which will take off a lot of, you know, purists on the trail, <laughs> like it's not for speed. It's for enjoyment exactly. and reflection and enjoy nature, man. Uh, or so 56 days to a five months. So I got to plan finances for my family for that. And then, you know, all the work and exercise and things to get ready for that. Uh, but I have smaller steps, milestone hikes to do. Right. And one of them is the first one. And I'm going to do this in three weeks. So by the time this episode airs, I will have already done it. That's awesome. so, so keep that in mind, guys. Uh, by the time you hear this, I will have already done this hike. And it is my first solo hike. It's going to be 13 to 14 miles each way. It's real simple. Um, it's going to be along a beach. It's real yeah. simple in South Texas in July. I guess July. It'll be July. Yeah, so it'll be hot. Uh, it'll be a little more than 90, maybe 95, maybe 105 degrees. Yes. And uh, I'm going to start at point A, go to point B, and point B has a refill station. So I want to go ultra light. This thing's going to be like I'm going to have less than 20 pounds on me. Uh, to carry for my pack. So even though we're going to eventually talk about that part of it, before yes. we get into all the details there, what's some other stuff that you're throwing into this five years to go other than the hiking part of it? Okay. Um, well, there's some books I wanted to write. And so now I'm looking at, okay. Books, plural. I yes. Like that. And at the same time, only got five years left. Yep. So do I really want to write or do <laughs> I just start recording more and more episodes because I, I can just talk better than I can write, rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. Um, and it may be a combination of both, but uh, whatever my message is, get it out there. Don't even hold back anymore. I mean, still be my polite, nice guy self, but if, if something needs to be said, say it, you only got five years left, say it. And what I'm hearing too is uh, I'm sure we have listeners that are well below 40 and maybe some that are over 40 as, as I am, but it's a sense of stop wasting your time and start to build your legacy, whatever legacy that is. And I know we always talk about a president and his last year, what's his legacy going to be? But it really applies to all of us. Yeah. Is your legacy going to be that, you know, dad went to work every day, Monday through Friday, worked 10 hours a day. And, you know, then one day he retired and died of a heart attack. You know, is that your legacy or do you want to build things into that? Exactly. And that's what I'm hearing. Well, you know, did I do this? Did I do that? Be happy with yourself. Be true to yourself. So don't be nice to people that you shouldn't be nice to, but be honest with everybody. Yeah. And even things like, I guess the past couple of months, my focus with Beyond the Rut has even shifted towards metrics. So how many people are listening and are we growing in that number? Even though we just had an episode about the numbers don't matter because we have at least one person listening and we're helping them. Uh, And so this, you know, 
pretend you have only five years left has really made me focus more on content. The message is so much more important than putting a, uh, for lack of a better word, crappy episode out. Right. You know, let's, let's make it the most. Let's say we only have 30 minutes. Let's, what's the best yep. thing we could put out there for 30 minutes for our listeners? And stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Cap Show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Cap Show and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. You know, one of the guys that we've been listening to, Jeff Coins, is he just had his uh, 100th episode. Yes. And he talked a lot about it was basically all centered around should we even be doing this? Mm-hmm. Is this worth doing? Anymore? Does anybody care? Is anybody listening? And and Jerry and I feel the same way that, that Jeff does is, you know, it's not necessarily that we don't want to make money doing this or, you know, in, in some way uh, achieve greatness, but... Uh, the point is, are we putting out something worth something? And that falls into the legacy of, you know, if I'm only going to be here for five more years, then I want something left behind that's of value. I don't want to just make somebody else's dream come true. I'd like to eventually be able to make my own dream. And I think a lot of people listening are thinking the same thing. Well, I'm constantly building somebody else's dream. Yeah. How much are you really working on your own? Exactly. And it's just... It's real freeing. I even put that question out on Facebook on my own wall. So it wasn't even on my public page. It was my, but I think I made it public so that people could comment and and just ask them. You have only five years left to live. You, let me say that correctly. You only have five years left to live and that time's not guaranteed. Your, your, your five years could actually be shortened at any given moment. Absolutely. What do you do? My uh, mother-in-law just recently went to uh, the Valley to see a neurosurgeon because she was having some issues with her head and turned out, you know, we thought she might have brain cancer. She's fought breast cancer and won twice, but we thought she had that. And it turned out she didn't. Everything was clear. Everything was great. Mm-hmm. But that scare in her caused uh, her and my wife and, 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 and her other daughter to spend a little bit extra time together and talk and laugh and just, you know, live and quit worrying about, well, what if I do have surgery? What if I die? Whatever, you know, and uh, Renee and I, we have a behind me, we're in, we're in my home office now. We have a one year calendar from uh, John Acuff that uh, he didn't give it to me. Well, he did give me a discount on it. So I guess we're yeah. friends. I'll, <laughs> I'll claim to be friends with him. But it's um, it's a way for us to kind of map out our whole year. And I, I like to live that way. I like to I, I can tell you what I plan to do in December or October, whatever it is. But I also like to live, you know, not to be too corny, but that Tim McGraw song of, you know, live like you're dying. Go do it. Don't just sit around and think, well, you know, I have five years to live. I'll wait four and a half before I start doing stuff. No, you literally have minutes to live at best. Yeah. So get to doing something. Yeah. Like right now and next week. Well, see, I'm thinking real time right now from when we're recording. But in podcast time, this uh, episode 41, oh. Darius Foru. Ah, there you go. There we go. Uh, so you're listening now. <laughs> 
about three weeks ago. Go listen to that one. <laughs> we put out episode 41, and it was Darius Faru out of the Netherlands, and he had actually said to me in that interview that time is a human construct. We yeah. really have now. Right. That's all you really have. So even this idea that you have five years left to live, which I, I probably have more than that, but I'm, I'm pretending right now I got five years left. Uh, go make the most of it. But the reality is you have now. Right. The past no longer exists. It, it only lives as a construct in our minds or as records that we've put down. And the future hasn't happened yet. Right. Man, I feel like I just quoted the Terminator movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the nice things about the trip. You know, we went up Pikes Peak Mountain and uh, there were so many people that drove to the top, took a picture and drove down. Yeah. We spent, I think, about six hours on that mountain because we would stop at almost every pullover and climb on rocks and go through the trees. Yeah. And, and wander around because we wanted to experience what God had created, not just see it and go, okay, that's cool. Now let's go. Yeah. And, and time doesn't matter when you're doing something like that. Cause you don't have to be anywhere. Exactly. We all love vacation for that very point. It's like, I don't have to get up and go to work. I don't have to do this. Live that way every day. Even though you do have a schedule, you have to keep live your life thinking, you know, I get to do this stuff. Yeah. And if that's not where you are and I'm not there all the time, but get there as fast as you can. Because too many people are dying in the rut and not actually getting out there and living their life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> putting that on a t-shirt. It'll Brandon, be on the website. Brendan just signaled to me. That's good. Like, like <laughs> I would have done a mic drop, but uh, I kind of got it on a stand. I didn't want to do that. I was like, yeah, I was a little worried right now. I was like, no, 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 no. That's my stand. <laughs> uh, so I want to throw at you real quick. So let's say you only have five years left to live. What are you going to do? I actually live that way all the time because uh, I I had a stroke back in my 20s and thought I was a goner and I didn't really know I was a goner, but other people thought I did and yeah. turned out I wasn't, so I'm still here. Uh, almost 20 years later, pretty close, it'll be 20 years next year. Um, and I I just try to live in a way that I get to enjoy today. And one of the things that Renee and I have been talking about this year is every year we kind of started the year with some sort of plan of what we want to accomplish this is the year that we have almost completely eliminated our debt with the exception of this house, uh, which we're actually talking about potentially selling or doing something with. And uh, we want to buy land and eventually build a cabin and, uh, and, and create a place where our kids can eventually go and grandkids and stuff like that. But the other thing is, and I've been telling people this a lot over the last probably six months or so, is that I'm going to retire at 50. I'm 46 now, so I've got about three and a half years to uh, get to retirement. Maddie's got three years left in high school, and then I'm out. I'm done. And I don't know how many people I've talked to that are older than me that are like, well, you can't retire at 50. Well, why yeah, not? exactly. Well, what about money? I, I'm not worried about that. I, I'll figure that out when I get there. And I have savings and all that kind of stuff. But I've also not lived my life in a way that I spend every dime I get. So I have something put back. But my, my mindset is I'm just looking at 50 as that's when I'm going to retire and I'm not going to work anymore. Yeah. And I'm going to do something. I'm obviously not going to sit in my chair and just yell at the kids in the yard, but <laughs> I, I'm not going to work at a job Monday through Friday anymore. I'm going to work the way I want to work. Exactly. I was even thinking just now, as you were saying all that, I was listening to you, promise. <laughs> <laughs> and And it's. Like, I don't even look at retirement as retirement because so many right. people die after they retire. And I'm, I'm thinking about my own dad as well as my father-in-law. Uh, my father-in-law retired at, I think, 56, 54 years old, very, you know, relatively young. And 
he's bored out of his stinking mind. Oh, yeah. So every time I run into him, he's like this grumpy old guy. And it's because he sits at home alone in, you know, a town a couple hundred y- miles from us. And he has nothing to do but watch the news. Right. And then think about how crummy the world is and how he doesn't see his grandkids all the time. So when he does see us, he's ticked off already. Right. Then you've got my dad who just now retired six months ago and he's now finally bored out of his mind. He's actually taking it differently than I thought. I was actually concerned for my dad that he wasn't going to do anything, but this this guy's been traveling. He's like, wait, I make enough money off retirement to see the United States of America and visit family. I'm going to do it. Go for it. And so he's been doing it for like yeah. the last three months. This guy's been on the road. Like he, he went on the, like a month and a half road trip, got home two days later. He's like, this is boring. Yeah. Got back in his car, drove up north to Washington and he's visiting my uncle uh, who's living up there, my uncle Michael. And so he's doing that. He's staying active. Right. Now, even that after a while gets kind of boring, I think. I don't know if traveling, that, that is a passion I want to keep doing. I want to get uh, bored with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so when it comes to retirement for me though, it's not about retire and I no longer work. It's right. um it's more of a transition from working because I have to to working on exactly what I want to because I want to because I want to make a difference in the world in this way. Exactly. Like, yeah, so I plan to work until I can't anymore. Yeah. But I want to get to a point where it's the work I want to get done as if I only have five years left. Mm-hmm. So uh, but Karen, if you're listening, I I love my job and um I'm really not going to leave in the next five years because yeah, I, I love what I do. <laughs> and that's why retiring at 50 to me means that I'm going to work on the podcast. I'm going to work on uh, writing and speaking and, and the church and, and just helping people live better lives. Great. Yeah. Well, my mind just went blank. <laughs> um, all right. So any, any final words? I, I personally just want to challenge you to ask yourself, you got five years left to live. What are you going to do with that time? And what needs to get done? What do you want to get done? And at the end of the five years, what do you want people to say about you? You know, that you got perfect attendance at work or your yard looks nice or that you did something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Rut. Be sure to head over to beyondtherut.com slash 045. Go see the show notes and also leave a comment. Tell us about what you would do if you only had five years to live. You could also subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. And the best way you could support our show right now is to share us with a family, a friend, a neighbor, or a coworker. And we'll catch you on the next episode. It's probably the greatest podcast I've ever heard in my entire lifetime. And I wished I'd have started it. Says the fake Jeff Goins. Not, not sure why he has an <laughs> Irish accent. but <laughs> Because if he were to have an accent, it would be Irish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it should. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.